and welcome to the Fit Finance Sessions. I'm Henry Edison, and as ever, I'm with Tom and Tim, my um, my wise my wise men. Um, today, we thought we'd just have a quick sort of uh, rundown on what's what's going on in the news. It's been a while since we've uh, since we've done so, and a couple of um, a couple of well, one very important things happened with the G7, um, and then there's some other bits and pieces around. Um, so I don't know if either of you want to start. Maybe we'll start on the G7. So Rishi's been meeting with the the G7, the the, the biggest seven um, financial countries by GDP probably um, over the weekend, and he came up with some big news. Do either of you want to explain what the big news is? I'm making it sound like it's a quiz, but I know you're very well prepared, and both of you know the answer. Um, so well, why don't one of you just tell me what happened? Thank well. You. Yeah, I, I, hopefully we will get it right then. Um, but <laughs> I, I think they've agreed that global corporation rates will be a minimum of 15%. Um, now that might change over time or and it's probably going to take a few years to implement, but I think the idea is rather than it be a rush to the bottom, um, whilst companies aren't allowed to collude on prices, obviously governments are, and effectively that's that's what they're doing. They're um, they're setting a floor at corporation tax to stop um, one country just going, well, we'll do 0%, and then all the companies move to there, and then the next one they'll move to here and, and all that sort of stuff. So um, it should hopefully bring more money into governments from the big tech companies that use all these big complicated structures um and at least there'll be a sort of there'll be there'll be less competition in terms of tax rate but more more importantly hopefully that leads to actually a better tax take from these tech companies and uh, whilst i don't feel sorry for them i think they're quite happy to pay tax but if there's a system where which legally allows them not to do so then they're going to do their best to to do that but i think they're trying to find a, a balance so hopefully um hopefully it's a good thing countries will get more tax revenue in which means more can actually be invested in those countries um in terms of infrastructure which should hopefully help tech companies and education and all that kind of stuff so that, that's kind of what's going on there um uh, I, think the, I think the thing was it was the there was a corporation tax um limit that was set wasn't there at 15 percent. but then there was also another strand to it that said that that these tech companies had to pay a percentage of their profits in the country in which they were made um, to the to the host country, um, and it's I you know I think it's really important that they do. I mean, some of the stats that they come up with, like this will by doing this we will cover the cost of coronavirus or that sort of stuff, which is it's always nice to hang tidbits on it like that. But I think it's right when um, you know Amazon sets its sets its HQ up in Luxembourg because Luxembourg is a low tax, a low tax um, state. Um, and all the stuff that I buy through it, I know I'm not really putting anything back into the economy. Whereas if I went down to my local Robert Dias, um, or Robert Dias would be heavily taxed on it. Um, so it's, so it's, uh, I think it's a great thing. And the other thing with the, the, the CT rates is quite interesting because it wasn't so long ago, and I think we might have even mentioned it on one of these, sessions was that um you know we were talking about on in light of brexit the uk becoming this sort of singapore on singapore on the, the on english channel or whatever and presumably this will this this stops this happening so 
So we're not going to be some particularly low tax regime um, because we'll have to stick to that 15%, although our corporation tax rates are about to go up to whatever it is, 21%. So we're, we're somewhere away from it now. I think um, <laughs> the funny thing is, it seems like none of these countries that the tech companies use at the moment are actually in the G7 because they're generally filtered <laughs> through Luxembourg, Ireland. I mean, Ireland's CT rate is 10%. So I think I think you're right. The more important bit is they've got to start paying tax where the profits arise. Um, uh, but I've got a funny feeling that probably this will be implemented in about 10 to 15 years' time to give them a enough of a run at it um, beforehand. Well, I dare say there's some solicitors rubbing their hands in glee this morning going through the fine print, um, charging, <laughs> charging Amazon several million pounds to find a way through it. Yeah. It's difficult, isn't it? It's almost, it's almost as though the, the passing of these laws, or the introduction at least, is it's almost an appeal to their moral code rather than law, because you know, what they're doing isn't necessarily unlawful. As, as you said, Tom, it's just having access to the best advice and, and solicitors out there to, to find the way around the system. If it's there, it's there. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's... If you can't blame them for doing it, I mean, that's what they do. They make money for their shareholders. Yeah. I think um, uh, I think someone, I don't know if it's a, a well-known saying or someone famous has said it, but tax is a choice at a certain level um, because when, when you're rich enough, you can change your circumstances to, to suit, whereas most of us here in the UK can't just move to Luxembourg and carry on doing our, our jobs or wherever it is in, in the world. But yeah, I think for a lot of these big companies, it's they've got to find a solution that works for everyone. Otherwise, they will choose to just maximize for the shareholders but i think there is a general sense in corporate structure and corporate governance and all the stuff we've been seeing in esg there is a bit of a tide changing where companies aren't just purely for delivering profits to the shareholders there is a bit of social purpose i think some of that is tongue-in-cheek when google or facebook talks about social purpose and then is doing a double dutch sandwich to pay no tax so um yeah it's a bit hypocritical but at least it seems like a Toby's back. Tom, Tom, we lost you. Oh, okay. I was lost in the ether. I thought you. you I thought you <laughs> lost. It. We'll just keep going. Okay, yeah. So we'll it. move on to the next, the next story then. So it, it, it tells me in the Guardian that the UK house price inflation hit seven-year high, and Wales is leading the way. So all those people, all those Londoners, are flocking out of London and moving to the valleys, are they, boys? <laughs> I think so. And I think, um, I mean, Cornwall's and Devon and all the, all these sort of places, I think they're definitely hot, aren't they? But then, I know, uh, it's always short-term term memory and mean reversion. I think London's been growing at such a rate for, for so long. At some point, things will change when someone goes, well, I can live here for X, X amount. Um, I mean, we've been seeing it up here. House prices are definitely rising. There's definitely more people um leaving the city and actually i think london's been flat or slightly negative perhaps um but i think uh yeah and it's uh there's an article here in the ft saying home movers have overtaken first-time buyers um uh, and they're the ones driving the market so there's definitely a sea change in terms of how people are living and where where they're living um but i think you do need to think yeah, uh, whilst house price growth is great, it, it's also inflating the cost of uh, cost of living at the same time, which we've banged on enough about over the last last few months. Mm. Yeah, 
no, no, quite. I think it's, I mean, I think it's, it, uh, I think it's going to be really tricky and it's a shame for those first time buyers because they've just been introducing, I think Andrew's talking about it, wasn't she? These new 95% mortgages that are coming about and what have you. And there's clearly a, a huge government incentive to, to try to grow that market. But the reality is the only way in my mind that you see it really growing is by building a lot of houses. Um, and and probably we're still not even building houses at at the level they need to be built at. And presumably for every year that goes by that we're not building houses at the right level, it means the next year we've got to build 2x houses um, and the year after 3x. Um, and I don't, it's, it's lovely that the government creates all these incentives to make it more affordable to buy, but you've got to put the stock there. And I just wonder whether or not actually creating um, an incentive for builders to build houses would be better served with actually steady house price growth. Because I don't, as you say, Tom, do we really want house price growth? Um, I mean, it's great to live in a house that's doubled in value over the last five years, but I don't know if it's particularly helpful. Um, as opposed to just getting much more stock out there and then getting people onto the housing market, housing ladder that way. Yeah, I, I think that's it, isn't it? It's, why are the prices increasing? Is it actually because there is a lack of good quality homes for people with space and therefore that space becomes a premium and that's that's what people are paying paying for. Um, so it's not necessarily because it's the best asset class, it's just a lack of good good supply really. Um, but there's, there's also another article about the demand for offset mortgages and Andrea will tell you I love an offset mortgage um, but I think it's right for lots of our sort of clientele is there's a historically low rate of um, money you can earn on savings. So having an offset and flexibility through through the offset mortgage, I think more and more clients are open to doing that. And equally, if they're not moving, they're looking at home improvements and offset mortgages give you a lot of flexibility of uh, being able to do home improvements, not worrying about over repayments or taking money out of, out of the house. So um, I think, yeah, it's not just people moving house as well. I think the whole, I wouldn't say DIY, and it's not people building benches in their backyards, but I think there's a lot of home improvement going on and people adapting their current homes as well. Yeah. Yeah. I would also argue that the, the two, two other reasons why, you know, why, is, why are they going up? You know, the two main reasons, um, one being obviously the sanctuary duty holiday and sort of taking, taking them or making, making hay while the sunshine type thing, but also just this, general shift in people's attitudes, you know, out moving out of the cities, going towards the green areas because of COVID, everyone's been working from home, et cetera, don't need to be in the city centres and so on. All that stuff is relatively, in the grand scheme of things, short term, isn't it? In that at some point, all of those people will have moved out and spread themselves out over the country and be working through more, through more so through tech and, and whatever. Um, so, you know, that's not gonna last forever. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And I think there'll be a drive back into the city before long when people realise that, you know, they're a taxi ride away from their local pub and the cinemas are half hour drive away um, and they've got to put up with cow pats in the middle of the road when they leave for work in the morning. They'll, they'll soon be flocking back to the city centres where they can get their frappuccino lattes on their way into work. On their electric scooters. On their electric scooters, yes. <laughs> Yeah, and I think I think cities cities will change a little bit in how 
how they operate and in a in order they've actually always been really good at attracting people and having all these fun things to do and i think when when those things aren't available to you city isn't so fun it's just a dirtier smellier place to be um but i think once those things start to open up people see the benefits and um, i was down in london this weekend and you you definitely remember the good things about being in the city and being around all of that stuff so um yeah there's, there's pros and cons to both well we'll see i'm quite happy in my small city certainly very well <laughs> right well i think we'll wrap it up there thanks very much for joining us once again fingers crossed the sun shines until next monday um and until then goodbye